This is the Huge Dreamer Podcast, episode number one. I would have bought my first duplex. I would have started earlier. I would have got my license right out of school. Um, and um, I would have read 10X and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Welcome to the Huge Dreamer Podcast, where we'll talk with real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business leaders, athletes, movers, shakers, influencers, and more in our community to inspire you with their success stories so you can work hard, never give up, and dream huge. Now, let's start the show. Hey guys, this is Mark Gray, the host of the Huge Dreamer Podcast. Here is my co-host, Justin Bigelow. What's going on, Mark? Excited for this. Oh, super excited. We're going to have a good time here. That's right. Yeah. So this is the very first episode of the Huge Dreamer Podcast, where we're going to be taking the huge dreamers in the city, and we're going to share their success stories. We talk with real estate investors, entrepreneurs, movers, shakers, influencers, all around our community. We're going to help others by sharing their success stories and inspiration. Never forget to work hard, never give up, and dream, dream huge. So we just had a, a great conversation with our broker, our first guest, Pete Peterson. The first guest, perfect first guest. Who else to go to than Pete? Yep, the owner of Dream Huge. Yeah, we had a great conversation with Pete, getting to know him. Um Asked him some questions and learned some stuff that you all might not know. And, heck, I didn't even know about a couple of things he said. So, yeah, great first episode. Yeah. So we've been around Pete for a long time, for the past year and a half. Yeah, a year to two years. Yeah. Maybe longer than that, but definitely like every day for the past two years. Yeah. So. And we, we dove deep into his, uh, his, his life, figured out how he, he came about with Dream Huge Realty. Yeah, Dream Huge is, uh, you'll see in the, in the episode, Dream Huge is what it what his life has come to up to now. He's done many things. Dream Huge is the newest and greatest thing. Yep. So it delves into the battery business all the way up into real estate and then finally getting his broker's license uh, just a couple of years ago, and here we are. We're doing this podcast. Yep. And we wouldn't be doing it right right here, right now, if it wasn't for Pete. That's right. Now let's get into it. Hey, Pete. How's it going? Good. Excellent. How are you, Mark? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Justin, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Pete, can you tell us a little bit, bit about yourself? Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, for sure. No, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Um the broker at Dream Huge Realty. Um, I'm also a real estate investor, um, also an entrepreneur, um, family man, father. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how deep you want me to go here, but yeah. <laughs> um, just all around lover of good times. Awesome. No, so I think I'm on here to help inspire uh, others with some of my stories. So but also, I'm going to get a little sidetracked here, a little bit about myself. Um, also own Interstate Batteries, uh, a franchise that is a family-owned and operated business since 1977. Um, 
but those are my, I guess, my passions slash hobbies. And it's funny when you become an entrepreneur and uh, you really your your hobbies and your passions and everything it all kind of rolls into one. Yeah. Um, and it kind of becomes who you are. So right. um, that and like I said, family man, husband, father of two, um, two boys, and uh, just loving life. Man. Busy man. Yeah. <laughs> So what did you do before you uh, was such a huge entrepreneur? Um, How'd you get into that? So going all the way back, just graduated from the big city of Lucas, Ohio. Um, uh, went on to Kent State, spent four years there, went way too fast. I should have been a little more like Van Wilder and spent... Uh, about 12 years getting a four-year degree. If I was smart, I would have. Right. Because <laughs> that was fun. Um, so got my business management from Kent State. Um, came home to work for the family business. Um, so it's always, I've always had that instilled, that, that same thing that we have as real estate agents, that same thing that we have as real estate investors, that entrepreneurial spirit. I actually, you know, you know, mom and dad have always done that and was uh, always willing to take their own destiny into their own hands um, and know that the harder they worked, the the more success they would have. They've chosen wisely. And even going back to mom and dad, you know, they started, he's always been, they've always been entrepreneurs. They started with a little own, uh, their own mom and pop shell gas station. Um, that was his first venture. He started pumping gas, and you could lease the station from Shell back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, started with a mom-and-pop gas station, got into the battery business from there, and just kind of grew it from there. And you asked Dad what drove his entrepreneurial things, and I think I'm tying this back to the question, was how did you get started entrepreneurial activity? He and I says, what always drove you? He says, I always did what was best for my family. I always tried to make the best decision for, for me and my family. And I thought that was a pretty simple but powerful answer. Yeah, um, a strong why behind it. Yeah, um, so that's yeah, simple and powerful. So, yep, go ahead. Yeah, it usually just comes down to the, the one simple thing. Yeah, that one thing. That's right. Like in City Slickers, he always says, the one thing, you got to find it. <laughs> and just focus on the one thing. But then Donald Trump came along and told me I could have about 400 things and focus on all of them and be successful at all of them. But it does go back to the one thing. Yeah. yeah. You're right, Biggie. Um, but so always kind of had that. And even at the battery shop, you know, he, he's mom and dad were the owner, but he, they really gave me the reins, you know, kind of when I got out of college because they were smart. They kind of put me in place so they could go and take longer vacations and yeah. enjoy, you know, some time off. And I, I ran it as if I owned it. And I, once I became the owner, I didn't do anything differently. Um, I just tried to always um, be that, you know, that player's coach as far as management goes, you know, mm-hmm. and do be willing to do everything I asked uh, anyone to do um, and just always have growth in mind and just try to do, like you said today, Biggie, do more this year than you did last year because um, if you ain't growing, you're dying. So that's, that's kind of right. what led me into, you know, the entrepreneurial stuff. But then it was a perfect fit. And you'll notice this, too. A lot of entrepreneurs, even just around here in town, a lot of the real estate, the big real estate guys started off as, a, as an entrepreneur of some sort. 
You think of uh, Jim Oberlin or John Ferniak um, or, um, well, Kurt's always been in real estate. But, you know, you think of the big real estate guys, they started off selling copiers or motorcycles. Or, and I'm not saying I'm getting away from batteries because that's paper. a great paper because that's a great business. I, I, I want to continue that on um, for the next generation as well. But it kind of like it leads to real estate because it's another very entrepreneurial right. item. Seems like everybody goes Lifestyle. back to real estate. Yeah. It's like the backbone. Yep. So how did uh, the batteries come in play? Like, how did that, did they just randomly choose, like, I want to open a battery shop? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so when he had his, mom and dad had their gas station in Akron, um, they were having various vendors there. They sold batteries, they sold tires, um, and he got to build a relationship with uh, the battery man, Rollin Crandall from Akron Distributorship. And he says, oh, maybe you should check out batteries selling batteries you know it's a good program you get to be your own boss very independent entrepreneurial all the above um and there was a territory available in mansfield so come down to mansfield um and uh gave ten thousand scraped together ten thousand dollars and sent it to dallas and two guys in cowboy hats showed up cowboy boots and said thank you for (laughs) the money (laughs) and they set up some batteries in the garage um, over on Little Washington, and we started taking battery deliveries in the garage, dude. Wow. And got the semi truck stuck in the neighbor's yard, and oh, man. the whole <laughs> nine yards. And then rented out a small uh, gas station down half of a gas station on Virgil Schinnenberger, the old uh, marathon station down there in Lucas. Yeah, and um, started there, which is now a Dollar General. Oh, okay, um, yeah, they're taking over. They're taking over the world. Yeah, <laughs> Mansfield, <laughs> Richland County, at least. And um, moved on from there um, to Mulberry Street and to 4th Street here. Um, But that is a great family-run, Christian-operated, been in business for over 60 years. Got nothing but great things to say about those folks. And it's funny how many parallels there are and how many similarities there are between the two businesses. Um, um, And a lot of stuff I take back and forth, too, so... Um, that's kind of how we got to that. And then I got an actual real estate back in 03. Um, I purchased, I was looking a house hack. What, what drew you to real estate? Like what flicked in your head that you wanted to become a real estate agent? Um, well, I was, when I got out of school, I was like big into studying mutual funds and stocks. And then I started looking at real estate and I says, why, you know, the house hacking thing attracted me. I said, if I can, I can have a, a duplex and rent out the other side and they can help pay my mortgage. So that makes total sense to me. I was trying to just, because yeah, we had a family business in place, but and that sounds like a silver spoon, and it is to an ex- extent, but I, guess what? Look, I still have to pay my mom and dad for that business. So I'm right. thinking in my mind, how can I make as much money as quickly as I possibly can to pay off mom and dad? Right. Um, and so that led me to stocks and real estate, and and I thought, well, I'll buy a couple uh, rental properties and have them at least pay for the mortgage, start cash flowing a little bit. Well, that was back in '03. Um, it's almost and, 20 years ago now. Yeah, and you could buy a commercial <laughs> with 10% down and a cosigner back then. Oh man. 
so I found two duplexes that were side by side, and the guy said, um, you know, no, we, we have more than four units. We got nine more on the street. If you're looking to buy all of them, maybe wow. we'll make you a deal. So I bought 15 units before we even bought a house. And <laughs> That's I, crazy. We moved into one of them. Um, so we had not, like I said, we had not bought a house. I went right from, a, from an apartment on Brookwood Way. I was probably paying 300 bucks a month. Um, we had only one window in that place. It was an interior unit, so our only window was right next to the front door. We had units on either side of us. Um, it was a nice apartment, but it was just a you know a stepping stone for us. Yeah. But um, we so we scraped together 36 grand, and we bought 15 units. For wow. three hundred sixty thousand. And that was your first awesome. deal ever. First deal ever, and we moved into one of them, and um, there was trials and tribulations with that being a landlord on premises, um, but you learn um, from that some different things. Um, but we eventually got a small single family home after that. But it started from just looking eyeballing those two duplexes, and it just so happened that so my dad obviously he co-signed for me for the rest of the. He didn't have to come out of pocket. Yeah. So he's just 03. So it was the, the so they just rule. signed his name away. He just had yeah. to sign his name away for the additional down payment. Um, just in case you defaulted. Right. So I got away with, you know, 36 grand on the deal. Man. So that's how I got into the real estate. And then, then my parents, it was clicking for me and working. So then my parents came across Sunset Boulevard, which was listed by Marge. Um, Thompson um, and so they got dove head first there's 96 units over there so oh, they yeah. dumped, jumped head first into real estate um, and then uh, I figured man I wanted to get my license because I thought if I'm an investor it may help to mm-hmm. be licensed um, I want to know the whole story yeah. ins, the ins and outs of the business um, so I thought I should get licensed so I eventually got licensed um, and then that was exactly my thought process when I went to give give my license. Yeah, that yes. reminded me of Mark as soon as you said that. <laughs> right. And has it worked for you so far? It you has. found it has helped? Yeah, oh yeah, it does. Yeah. You just become more in, engrossed into the world yeah. that you're already trying to you already have interest in. You know, I've done it the opposite. I was just a guy and got my license. And you know, for the one reason just to pay the bills and have success. Yeah. My my uh my idea behind the real estate license was I'm gonna have access to all these deals coming up. I'm gonna get so many things off market before it even pops up. It's like you've opened up a. Are come to me. You've right. opened up the world. Yeah, but it doesn't happen like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's that's funny. Okay. We end up finding more deals right on the regular old MLS than anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> or at least that's where we're hoping they're at. Yeah. yeah. But it, it does friends. help getting into the properties quicker before anybody else. Yeah. 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 And it definitely helps with our overall knowledge. I mean, I'm, I'm a smarter investor and I can help investors better. And I know we all can because we are in so deep. Yeah. And, um, I've learned so much just from you two guys, you know, um, teaching me about bigger pockets and all the different investing methods that there are out there. I was very naive when I started. Um, but you know, surrounding myself with folks like Justin Bigelow and Mark Gray, man, you know, really helps. Um, so thankful for you guys. No problem. Yeah. Just, you know, it allows you to be a better friend. You know, if you're an investor helping investors, you all just, 
talking to each other. But, you know, if you're a real estate license, now you can be a better friend because you have more resources as the friend. You're not just the guy with money just like the other guy. But I can now I make more money by helping my friends. Yep. And it don't really cost them much at all. So it's yeah, I mean, never thought of it that way, but getting a real estate license allows you to be a better friend of the world. A better human helping other people. That's right. Let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> I just wanna sing all the time. You got a microphone, I wanna just Right in front of me. It's got the pop filter and everything. We're yeah. all set up. We can have a little concert sometimes, a concert series. I've got a rap Pete's I wrote. just singing. But I should maybe save that for the first show. <laughs> yeah, we'll, official show. we'll save that for sometime save else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good stuff, Pete, you know. I'm getting to know you a little bit more than I already do. Um, more of the background about the batteries and everything. Yeah. That's pretty interesting stuff. I think next show we need to interview you and then the show then we need to interview mark as well yeah we'll talk to mark gray the host episode one and then we'll get into uh, we'll get into myself (laughs) mr south bigelow himself yeah we all got our own stories and they're all pretty interesting see how bigelow became the champ that's right yes that'd be a good one hope to be back back champ (laughs) are you gonna blast through this table or anything (laughs) no (laughs) I haven't gone Super Saiyan yet. <laughs> Let's move into the huge four questions. Yes. Um, what's one thing you wish you had known when you, became, when you began your career? Oh, man. Uh, if I would have had, if I would have, and I'm going to jump ahead here. Because I, I cheated and I looked at the, the, the huge four. <laughs> I'm going to jump ahead to four. If I would have done two things when I graduated high school, I would have bought my first duplex. I would have started earlier. I would have got my license right out of school. Um, and um, I would have read 10X and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I think though, the, the power of having an investment property even if it's a duplex, that's where you need to start. Um, and reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad and 10X. That, those three things, to me, are more powerful than any degree that any college can give you. Um, or, you know, of course you need the, the raw talent and you need to be able to read and write, yes. But that's that that's what would what I would do over again it would be read those two books and start earlier you know I had the entrepreneurial spirit I just wasn't quite sure how to focus it right and how to use it um, in a bigger way right right Um, so that would be it yeah yeah so um, we just talked about what you wish you had known what's your biggest failure and what was the lesson from it Man, I don't. I think it I'm just have to gonna, be the biggest. It could just be something, you know, even something recent. Maybe you. I think I would just reiterate on point number one of just not starting soon enough. You know, we get yeah. guys coming in here. It's like I'm 21 years old, 20 years old, getting my license. I'm like, oh my goodness, you got the whole your whole life and time in front of you, and you're gonna absolutely destroy it if you just follow along with us and the team. Um, but that was. Destroy it in a good way. Yes. <laughs> we don't want to blow it up. Um, that was my failure, was just not starting early enough, not having the confidence 
to start early enough. I think a lot of people lack the confidence. Um, mm-hmm. That does come with time and age, I guess. But yeah, a little bit experience. Because we've got guys here. Riley Place, perfect example. He is the most confident, youngest dude. Yeah, he's it's up there. You know, and if I would go back, I would just be more confident um, and start earlier. What are the best resources that you have, that have helped you along the way? Um, oh, family, family, man. Friends and family, your, your sphere, your sphere of influence, and the correct ones, right? And just blessed to have, you know, uh, parents that I have because I owe, I owe them everything. Um, but beyond that, just, um, you know, picking and choosing those good friends, those friends that are going to lift you up. Because the online guys, they do help, but they can only do so much. I, I think, you know, for, for me it was more of the – people who were immediately connected to me that had the most power. Um, and I saw them succeed and I was able to kind of copy them, but that's the power of reaching up, right? Of getting to know bigger and better people in new cities and new towns, because now they are your immediate, uh, friends and, uh, that can really help. So, yeah, it's all about people. Your best, uh, investment will be people. Yeah. That sometimes those are your friends and, we all work together. Yeah. Yeah. Networking up. You know, I need to do more of that. I think, I mean, we all do. I saw these these collective groups. I thought Brad Parton was a part of one the other yep. day. And we saw that. Yeah, a lot of mastermind groups that yeah. somehow you get a part of. No one knows about unless you're a part of it. Almost like a cult, but it's not a cult. <laughs> well, right. a, I don't know if it was Brad or one of the guys in the group had a great quote said, just get in a room that's bigger than you are. Yeah, I've heard of that. You Something got, like it. And it's just you got to step out of your comfort zone. Like and, you never want to be the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. There's that quote, you always want to be the dumbest person in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Or be willing to be a have the confidence at and have the confidence to do it because mm-hmm. most people won't have the confidence. Oh, I'm just an idiot. I'm not going to go in there. Yeah, no, that's all right. It takes courage to go in there. Do it. And that's what they want you to do, even though you think that's not the case. Take the leap. Take that's the right. lead. Network, 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 man. Meet people. Meet four new people every day. That's the plan. Well, I think uh, you already mentioned this. What are the two favorite books to help inspire you? Well, I'll give two different ones then because okay. um, it's 10X, and I think when every kid graduates – actually, I do – I give 10X as a graduation gift. Yeah. When I go – and I, instead of giving a card yep. with a $100 bill in it, I give a 10X book with a $100 bill in it. Oh, yeah. When I get invited to graduation parties. Um, that's pretty smart. That's a nice <laughs> – that's a very nice card. Yeah, and they say, well, give me 1000 then. I think I might have to steal that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give you a dollar of this book. Say, give me a thousand. Um, no, but so besides, I think when you graduate, every kid should have 10X and um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But beyond that, I think Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yeah, those Just are classics. Classics. Timeless. doesn't matter if they're talking about oil tycoons or software tycoons everything holds the same in those two books and that's why they're so good they're timeless classics so add those to the pete peterson must read list (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah those are those are classics it's just the examples in there are i don't say they're dated they're not new but they're still true today right 
They're not true, but they're still true. That's like the one that Mark referred me to, richest man in Babylon. Oh, yeah. You know, that's another, that's talking about people from, what, 14th century? A long time ago. And those those, uh, truths still hold true. Can I say that? Yeah. The theories behind what they're saying is... It's like universal laws. It's like laws of physics. Right. And it's, yeah, sometimes it's best told with a story. Yes. You know. We're very story-driven as a species, so yeah. you tell it the right way in a story, and people will pay attention. And hopefully they listen. That helps them. So, yeah, Pete, that was a good show. Um, this is unofficial show number one right here at the Huge Dreamer Podcast with uh, Mark Gray and myself, Justin Bigelow. Our first guest was Pete Peterson, so we had a good time uh, learning about him and getting his perspective on things. Thanks for having me, guys. Can't wait to do it. No problem, Pete. Yep. We'll see you around. Mark? Signing off. Thank you for listening to the Huge Dreamer podcast from Dream Huge Realty. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more inspiring content, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dream Huge Realty and on TikTok at Dream Huge Inc. Until next time. 